Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We're back. Uh, the Steelers have traded into the fifth round of the 2021 NFL Draft. Uh, no rest for the wicked here at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. The Steelers have traded up. They traded a 2022 fourth round pick to get pick 156 156 for Isaiah Loudermilk. Uh, my name is Michael Beck, joined by uh, Brian Anthony Davis, uh, Jeffrey Benedict, and Matty Peverell. Breaking down this pick, uh, I want to throw this right away to Jeffrey Benedict for his initial reaction to the Pittsburgh Steelers trading up and uh, for drafting Isaiah Loudermilk. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to me that we're already pretty much spending draft capital from next year when we should be getting some decent uh, comp picks to get something this year. Uh, he's big. Huge. He's from Wisconsin. Uh, I believe he was a he was a redshirt freshman when uh, T.J. Watt was there. So when T.J. Watt was in his in his 2016 last season, there, uh, this guy was a redshirt freshman. So there's some kind of connection there. He he almost played with T.J. Watt. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't really have a lot on this guy. This is not a guy that was on. I don't think anyone's radar. He is a big guy. Uh, he played defensive end at Wisconsin, but he's definitely going to be inside for the Steelers. His athletic profile is much better playing inside than outside. Uh, so, it, you know, it's a defensive line depth. It's not a position I expected the Steelers to address at all at the defensive line. They yeah. seem to be pretty well set. Yeah, this guy definitely uh, projects to be like a 3-4 D-end Uh I, I know we've talked about uh, an edge rusher a lot, but 6'7", 290 pounds. This guy's 
massive. Uh, Brian, I want to ask you next uh, here, because we were kind of hanging out, just kind of talking as a group, uh, just shoot, shooting and just talking about uh, how long the break's going to be. All of a sudden, there's a mad scramble. Can you break down what that feeling is like as uh, the Steelers come back onto the board? You know what? I used to work in a newsroom back in the 90s for a uh, – for a Fox and ABC news affiliate. And it was great because I've watched people scramble like that before. And like, oh, we got to get on. We got to get this now. This is huge. And usually it was like bigger news. But this, we just, Michael just shouted out, there's a train, there's a train. We're like, whoa. Like somebody alert Jeff. (laughs) We're like, we're just going crazy because I was just about to tell you guys, all right, we've got a break out of us. We can relax now until the sixth round because we have nothing going on here for a while. It's going to suck. Well, guess what? It's not going to suck. The Steelers found a guy that they they felt passionate enough to move up to get. So this guy's a big, big man. I need to look more into him. I'm still looking into figure out who Buddy Johnson is. So now, <laughs> now I'm going to figure out who Isaiah Loudermilk is. But, you know, I like it because they scout. And you guys are going to love this. I, I got to throw in some breaking news here. A guy that we really wanted in Pittsburgh is now wearing purple. Sean Wade just went Baltimore to the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens. The rich get richer in their secondary. But uh, so, as for the Steelers adding to their defensive line, that they carried seven guys last year, which, which is kind of unheard of for them on that defensive line. They returning all of them. Matty, what's your reaction to this pick? Scratching your head, I see. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that's a head scratcher when you got Sean Wade taken from Baltimore. Um, they must have literally liked him. That's 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 really where I mean we've got to repeat that like we did with Buddy Johnson. You know, he played at a good school, he's got some good experience there, a lot of injuries, you know, as well. So do we sit there and we go, man, that big is is it the injuries that cost him? Um this is one of those ones that will be a head scratcher until we see him pull something off. This is where we are just going to have to back the Steelers. But, yeah, wow, because there's some really key players at some pretty key positions of need still sitting there. Uh, before we get into some more chat on uh, Mr. Loudermilk, which is one of the more crazy names in this draft, we do have a super chat here. I know, Jeffrey Benedict, uh, you're pretty high on Antoine, Antoine Brooks. So Juan Nagara puts $5 in the tip jar again. Uh, from an earlier comment, uh, he did mean Antoine Brooks Jr. Uh, what are the chances of the Steelers playing him in the slot? So, Jeffrey, I'll give you that one. Okay, this this is an interesting one to me. I don't know if it would be nickel so much as in dime, uh, but Antoine Brooks Jr. played that way, played that role in Cincinnati for the Steelers when they beat the Bengals and they went to dime heavily to face off against Joe Burrows. Antoine Brooks Jr. was a dime back. He was the guy in that game. Uh, he blitzed. He was run support. Uh, he's You can kind of cover for him in coverage. He's no Mike Hilton in coverage. I know Mike Hilton gets knocked on for his coverage, but he's significantly better than a guy like uh, like Brooks is at this point in his career. But there's another name that I thought of when we were talking about linebacker because while the Steelers have four linebackers now with, the, with their fourth-round draft pick, they brought in a guy who is listed as a safety but also played linebacker in Miles Killebrew. And that guy under Terrell Austin, when he was under Terrell Austin in Detroit for one for Terrell Austin's last year there, he played some nickel uh, slot 
play there and also in dime played in the slot a bit. So there's a couple of options there of guys that may not look like cornerbacks that could still be options in this defense to replace Mike Hilton's role in the nickel or in the dime. Uh, getting back to uh, Isaiah Loudermilk and before Brian Anthony Davis takes off here, I'll just quickly throw this to you. Um, what do you think of the Steelers defensive line now? Cause there's eight guys that they have on this roster that you think could probably make it, make the team. What do you think is the unit as a whole? You've got some big guys there. You have some great veteran talent. You have some young guys. Now when you throw in louder milk along with Isaiah bugs, I'm still considering him young. You're throwing in, <clears throat> excuse me, Carlos Davis, my son from last year's draft is still there as well. So there's going to be a nice battle. They're building towards the future here. Somebody's not going to get a hat, and that's going to be a shame because there's a lot of talent. But I love bringing a big man like this in, and they scouted something in this guy, so I can't wait to see what it is. Jeffrey, you got to get to work on some film room, and, and just like we said on the last guys, we cannot wait to see what you guys come up with. As far as film room goes, we're, we're looking at players all the time here in this draft. After Kevin Smith just looked at the third round pick, Kendrick Green, he's like, wow, you guys are going to love him even more and more. And I think that's something we're going to find out when you guys go ahead, go to war and figuring out who this particular guy in Isaiah Loudermilk is. And I think we're going to really love him. So I can't wait to see what happens. Sure. Hey, he could be a reach, but I don't think it's a reach when they say that they put 24 guys on a page. This is what Colbert said. We put these guys in a row and if they're there we go for them and so they know it's like scripting plays bill walsh did it years ago and everybody does it now they scripted this draft and they found an opportunity to get back to get this guy they saw something they loved in him so i'm gonna have to conform and say this is something good because i haven't uh even i haven't even seen his picture yet so i'm about to go do that so we i'm gonna go get some podcast on the air on breaking news and I appreciate all you do, but we'll see you soon. This is a really good one. Thank you for your time, Mr. Brian Anthony Davis. Um, Maddie, I'll throw the same question over to you here. Um, what do you think is the, of the defensive line? Because now it seems like there is a lot of cooks in this kitchen. Yeah, 100%. There are a lot of cooks in this kitchen. I think now... But it's good in in terms of this competition now, right? Like if if we you know we saw Isaiah Bugs and Carlos Davis Jr. come on a little bit last year, they're going to have to be pushed. It's like it's no, it's not good enough, guys. What you did last year, you know, there's someone else that's coming in here and then and it's competing equally. Cam and Tua are getting you know it's a cliche to say they're getting older by the year, but really we need to start looking at how we can fill you know those spots over the next three to five seasons, and you know to fill a lot of those roles with people often requires a high draft pick. So do we, if we can bring a project on like this guy for, for cheap in terms of what we've brought him, you know, what we've now selected him in and cheap in terms of draft capital, you know, I'm, I'm open to it, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see once we start to look at the film room that Jeffrey will put together. Um, you know, he, as I said, with, with before with that experience, I was able to pull up that, you know, in the 2019 big 10 championship game against Ohio state, you know, he had five tackles, one sack, and one forced fumble. You know, that's against top competition there. So, you know, we, I guess we got to wait and see what he can put on the field. Uh, Jeffrey, when I'm looking at this pick, a lot of people are saying this guy should have been an undrafted free agent. One of the things that I've seen from some 
draft gurus, I suppose, that someone in the Steelers building must absolutely love him. It, do you think it's fair for us to, uh, to I, I guess, trash this guy? Might might even be the, the right way to put it when it comes to uh, trading up as significantly as they did to get a guy that, honestly, a lot of people weren't very high on? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not going to trash the player. I agree. I agree with the statement. You know, let the player be himself. Uh, if it's not his fault that he got traded up for here, you know, he didn't, he didn't trade a fourth round pick in 2022. Um, but it is fair game to criticize the Steelers and look at this and say, wow, you traded up into the fifth round. Sean Wade was there. You know, that's a, that's a dynamite pick in my mind. Uh, and then they grab defensive line. Are we going to carry eight? Are they like, is this is this Henry Mondo's replacement? I think he fell towards the end of the rotation last season. But like, you we added Carlos Davis last year, and I and this this is another thing I have to add to this discussion is when they drafted Carlos Davis last year, I absolutely trashed it. He was terrible. His film was bad. I was looking at it, and I'm like, oh my goodness, what did the Steelers do? I know it's a seventh round pick, but come on, guys, what did you do? And then when he came in and played, he he looked a lot better. Uh, I looked up. I looked up who was at Wisconsin's pro day, right? Because I was like, maybe someone fell in love with him as pro day. It was area scout Dave Pettit. Wasn't even a defensive line coach, you know. Like, where where is this guy coming from? Who was banging the table to get the Steelers to give up a fourth round pick next year for this guy? I I'm very interested. I want to see who their post like after the pick. I want to see who they put on the podium to speak about this. What coach? Uh, you know, I, I'm interested. Who who's fighting for this guy? Who was it? Because it doesn't. Looking at it on the surface, it doesn't make sense. But you have to you have to take that with the caveat that if the Steelers traded specifically to get here and get him, did they see something in him? And the question is what? And if it's it's and if it actually pans out, I mean, we all know the Steelers love their really tall defensive line projects. Uh, maybe. Maybe they're going to turn him into an offensive lineman. Maybe he's the next Alejandro Villanueva. You know, maybe he's a even bigger tight end. Who knows what's going on with this? But wow, I, I don't. It doesn't make sense to me. But you have to have a little faith. Okay, so when I'm looking at this right now, a lot of teams are way higher in next year's draft class because there should be more film, more ability to work with these players next year in a non-COVID world. So next next year's picks are worth more in general. The Steelers gave up a fourth-round pick in a year that's more valuable for a guy this year that many thought was an undrafted free agent. He must be something. Maddie, do you agree with that sentiment? Yeah, I guess so. Like we like, I think that's like our trust and confidence in the organization's gotta have that. I mean, he's a big bloke. I mean, Jeffrey stole it there. I was just waiting to come in with a joke to move him to offensive tackle at six foot seven, you know. Um, I mean, so yeah, I guess I guess though, Michael Beck, like you I don't know, like I, I don't like the pick. I gotta say, like I, I hope we will come to like it, but I just think where there's other fits. But this is exactly what it is, is we're all fans out there and we're all gonna have guys that we have pegged in different that we might have done in mock drafts that we've got pegged to different positions. And then what happens on draft day is a different story. You know, we were talking um before we went on air for the for the fourth round picks, and then we also were talking after that 
you know, but where we did this mad scramble between the picks and we were sort of saying there's lots of edge still on the board. So, you know, when I look at that, you know, I guess it's coming down to where do the Steelers have these priorities? And, you know, Jeffrey's talked about it before. They love their big defensive linemen. This is another guy, you know, this is another big guy, like six foot seven, 295, you know, that's massive. Yeah, this is a very big dude. Um, as we sit here right now, we've had about 20 minutes to digest this pick now, Jeffrey. Do you like it or are you still question marks all over? <laughs> I I don't like it. Uh, the minute they traded up, I was like, yes, they're going to grab like that corner. They're going to jump in there. They're going to address the position or maybe there's an edge. They really like that. They're like, we're going to draft this guy and he's going to play significant snaps for us. This season, they trade up and grab their now eighth defensive lineman on the roster. <sighs> surface surface level pick immediate reaction is not good. I, I, I'm like, I'm just confused. I don't know why they're doing it. See, I, I kind of wonder if they just have some uh, under-the-table deals who already kind of uh, worked out with like a Brian Poole or some, some nickel corner or, or somebody that like, okay, on Monday when the comp period is over – you're going to sign this, but just not yet. So please wait. So like, honestly, to me, for them, kind of their biggest holes that they have not filled at this point being slot corner and a primary edge rusher who we know needs to get a ton of snaps. To me, it starts to make those gears sort of turn that something else must be in the works because it has to be. Um, I should load this up right now, Garrett. Uh, Garrett Slingerland puts $2 into the tip jar he says he reminds me too much of Big Dan McCullers, who also was a monster project that he's still in the NFL. I'll give him that. I don't know if he's going to make it out of an eighth training camp, but uh, I, I can understand that comp. Maddie, do you agree with that, that uh, Loudermilk and Dan, Dan McCullers are kind of the same project? Yeah, because I put it in the BTSC Slack channel about 10 minutes before we went on air. So I think very much so, but, you know, whether – where the Steelers will make the same pick and, you know, let him get the get the controversial photos of the coaching staff is, is another matter. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, like, you know, he's coming out of a, a decent college. He's coming out of a college that the Steelers know. I mean, we drafted, you know, TJ Watt for heck's sake. So, you know, and this is the thing that we we just we both mentioned, um, you know, Jeffrey and I mentioned was that, like, his injury history. You know, if we had a guy that's, you know, played, you know, full seasons every year, is Isaiah Loudermilk on people's radar in the sixth or the seventh? And then if it's okay, if you like his tape and you're willing to go get him in what, what was the fifth? So, you know, I think we've got to take things with context. But, I mean, yeah, the gut feel hasn't changed for me. It's it, I'm a little bit perplexed by this pick. Okay, I'm going to say two names here. And, Jeffrey, you tell me if I got this right. His floor... Dan McCullers, ceiling, Aaron Smith. What, what do you think of that? That that high? I, well, I mean, like his body You're going to go that high? I, I'm just I'm so like strictly size-wise. Uh, like th th that's like that's like your absolute gold standard. It would be Aaron Smith. And your that's absolute your, that's floor. Your, I, have, I don't know anything about this guy's statement. So I'm just, just here we go. How far can this stretch? Well, um. <laughs> <laughs> gotta say something positive every now and then i guess like it it, it is kind of a head scratcher so that's that's why i yeah. throw it to you uh what was that what was that guy gathers or something that was like the big dude who just looked like he was at a like a biker gang 
uh, that they got. It was from like from the Eagles. He was a defensive lineman that that tried to latch on with the Steelers. Uh, I, I go that guy. That's his floor, right? The guy that you look at in training camp, and you're like, that looks like a big, mean dude. Holy crap! Can he play football? And then he starts playing football, and you're like, nope, never mind. He can't play football. Uh, hopefully, this guy isn't that guy. Uh, his ceiling to me, what like maybe Chris Wormley? Can he be mm. that kind of a player? Can he be you know a good rotational depth guy? I forgot Wormley I re-signed just, a two-year deal. This is so yeah. perplexing. Yeah. As yeah. a good like, way to put it, what are we? What are we doing here? Is this is they trying to place like Isaiah Bugs? Are we gonna have like Isaiah Bugs and Carlos Davis being like you know he's he's Isaiah Bugs' replacement, not mine's? Uh, like <laughs> I'm just I am perplexed and confused by this. Uh, but you know they clearly wanted it. They clearly wanted this specific guy. Uh, and just just so everyone knows, it's Isaiah with two H's. Yeah, because that's apparently a thing. You can have two H's in Isaiah. Uh, <laughs> so like, I don't even like we're scrambling around. When we were first starting this. I was I was searching. I couldn't even find the guy because I just didn't have two H's in his name. <laughs> oh, so <sighs> what fun! <laughs> Not even mad about it. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. I got described a, few, a little while ago as having low energy, but you know, it's it's seven to five a.m. in the morning, like four fifty-three a.m. You know, uh, it, it, we're just having fun on the show. It's all good. Whatever. Uh, uh, man, with this pick, like to me, it, I, I guess it was kind of oh, th- there it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, for everyone listening on the audio side, just just some uh, YouTube comments directed towards myself and Maddie Peverell. About, uh, about our takes and our, and our energy levels. But we're here having fun breaking down a draft pick that, to be honest with you, like uh, I, there's no way <laughs> there's no way any of us have d- dove into 400 players. So really trying to tr- try to figure out what the Steelers got here. I, I think this move is a little bit more confusing because they signed Tyson Alualu, got him back, and they did the, the deal with Chris Wormley, and they've drafted defensive linemen past couple years. They just did the Cam Hayward extension last season. They did what Stefan to it two years ago. So, like, w- with all this in mind, like, what can we even expect for playing time? Because defensive linemen don't play special teams. I know Henry Mondo was like surprisingly like on kick return and, and whatnot. I suppose that could be his, his potential replacement, but I just don't see it. Like, I'll ask you, Jeffrey, first on this. Like, is this guy going to play at all? Like, what's the deal? Well, uh, like someone in the in the live chat mentioned maybe secretly a punter maybe they maybe secretly has funny skills um the answer no no he's not gonna play but i did look it up uh he was taken you know he he was taken significantly higher than colin holba colin holba was the 213th pick he was 156 they took him a full what 66 57 picks higher than Kevin Holba. Colin Holba. Okay, so this he's no long snapper. Let's let's get let's get that straight. He's no Colin Holba. Uh this is it's I don't know if you can tell. I, I have no idea what to say about this. Okay, pick. um it's how about absurd. I throw a, more of a wrench in here? Because Jerry Dulac has just called him an edge. He he said the Steelers the Steelers didn't want to wait to the sixth round to get an edge behind uh TJ Watt. <laughs> 
and Alex Highsmith. So now I'm more confused because this guy, like, uh, if he's an edge, then the Steelers are definitely starting to play a 4-3. Period. Like, like that's what it comes down to. Because I, I know he had 26 starts as a 4-3 edge for Wisconsin. But there's no way this guy's an outside linebacker weighing in at, what, 290 pounds. It just... Well, but this is the interesting thing because in his NFL draft profile, it was the only one that had him at 274. And I believe they come from the, the like a lot of those profiles, those measurements coming from Indianapolis. I doubt, you know, this guy went to Indianapolis for those measurements. So that's yeah, the question for me. Is he two, exactly. So is he 295 or is he that's 274? The official team number. His pro day was 290 I, or 292, I, I believe. That's where that number came from. So. Like, honestly, if he's an edge, what does that mean, Jeffrey Benedict? What does that mean for this team? Okay, let's spitball here. Let's say his playing weight was in the 270s, right? Let's say his playing weight was 6'7", 270. Then he's a 4'3", you know, big edge. Uh, like, a, I just lost the name. Never mind. Sean Ellis. You remember him. He was an, he was an edge player for the Jets. Uh, he fits that size-wise then, but then you are talking about the Steelers switching to a 4-3 more. I, I know I just spitballed that and said, hey, you know, they, the Steelers used a lot of 4-3 last year, and then bam, they draft this guy. Maybe they are looking to that. Maybe maybe they're thinking he's defensive end is important. We're going to play Chris Wormley and this guy out as 4-3 defensive ends. Uh, but I, I don't I don't see that doesn't this doesn't make sense. Are you taking Alex Highsmith or T off the field for a guy you just picked in the fifth round? I don't I just maybe you know what that my take to me is uh Jerry Dulock, maybe he started drinking with me on uh Thursday for the first round and never stopped. Cause I don't know. None of this makes sense. Yeah, uh I, I'm fairly perplexed by this even more so now. If this guy's an edge. I guess we got to wait for his press conference. That if someone doesn't ask that question, uh, my mind will be blown a little bit. But um, Maddie, you had a reaction to that. What do you? What yeah, do you I was just gonna say they interviewed him. Um, like USA Today interviewed him in pre-draft, and that he was sort of saying that, you know, he thought he was a, a three-tech four inside. Um, you know, and he was sort of saying that he felt comfortable playing in either system, but his attitude to it was like, no matter where someone puts me, you know, I'll be able to learn and get my job done. You know, it, and this is the thing where like, are we getting, we talked about a lot with the previous picks in the fourth round. Do they, I mean, we talk about a Daniel McCullough's type project, but is this a guy that they've spoken with and they're, you know, they've seen enough a promise on tape that they're like, Hey, he's got the right attitude to this. He gives us flexibility. If, you know, we do want to go more four three. We just saw Buddy Johnson taken. I don't know. I'm trying to come. I'm trying to come up with a reason to be positive here, guys. Yeah, I, I, I think we're kind of. Go ahead, Jeffrey. Go ahead. I just ran his uh, relative athletic score as both a defensive end and a linebacker <laughs> on a scale of zero to ten. At defensive end, he goes a three point six for his athletic profile. At Outside linebacker, he's a two point two nine. So I don't, I don't think Jerry is right there. I don't. Yeah. I, I, he's not good. Um, okay, before we get into our final thoughts, uh, Eric Askew puts five dollars in the tip jar and says, <laughs> "I think Jeff's face is as red as Michael's shirt from so much anger and confusion." I, I tonight I, I decided to wear a Ben Roethlisberger Miami of Ohio shirt uh, to shout out all those uh, 
non-power five school guys but uh jeffrey are, are you feeling the anger right now with with the rod i, I wore my rod woodson jersey because we were drafting the cornerback people that's how, well, <laughs> that's how I, i'm wore, feeling I wore, right now i wore a devin bush because we didn't have a pick in the fifth round <laughs> <laughs> never mind oh goodness all Something's right wrong well, uh, let's go to this right now. What of our what of our final thoughts on this pick, Maddie? I'll ask you first. So, final thoughts on Isaiah Louder Milk. We won't know. I mean, if this guy makes the makes through all the cuts and makes it into the season, still on the roster on the or on the practice squad, we're not going to know whether this guy was a good pick for at least two seasons. He bet we better hope there's a preseason where we can get this guy to play because if there's no preseason, I don't see him making the Steelers roster. Jeffrey. I hopefully he's uh, hopefully he's more than just an Isaiah Bugs or a Henry Mondo. Uh, ho- hopefully he's something. The Steelers wanted him. The Steelers wanted this guy. That's the takeaway. Is more than a corner, more than a linebacker, more than a fourth round pick next year. The Steelers wanted specifically this guy. So. What, whatever happens, they got what they wanted. Just you know, judge the right people accordingly to what we find out from him. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll wind things out with, with kind of the same thought. The Steelers clearly wanted this guy and wanted him bad enough. Uh, as Jeffrey downs that uh, nice little pint of Guinness, uh, he wanted, a, wanted a, this guy bad enough that they traded a pretty valuable pick next year for him. So. I guess all we got to do is just trust the team because clearly they invested a lot in this guy already. I'd be stunned if he didn't make the team at this point. So for Maddie Peverell and Jeffrey Benedict signing off on this one, we will be back for the sixth round pick and a couple seventh rounders. So you'll see us in a couple moments. I'm sure uh, we'll end up having to talk half an hour on a punter. So that should be fun. Once again, click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. You'll get some knee-jerk reactions on this pick and all the other Steelers picks for today. But once again, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you guys soon. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.